Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Chad take flight to Westeros in a song of fire and blood as they recap and react to the highly anticipated Game of Thrones prequel series by HBO, The House of the Dragon. So, what's Driftmark? Showboys Podcast. This is the House of the Dragon Campaign Series, and we are here to break down episode seven titled Drift Mark. And we get a lot of Drift Mark. Actually, we get 100% of this episode is in Drift Mark. I'm always excited to come here and learn the episode name because I, I watch it yes. <laughs> for whatever reason. They don't put it up there. <laughs> the that's, third, that's the whole know, reason Sunday we do nights. is so you can learn. Just so I can hear it. Yeah, this one was called so Drift Mark. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Welcome, Chad. Glad you can make it. I'm here. I'm here. I really need to get a green bandana and a green guinea tea to match my little character down there. I darkened the red and the green a little bit more because just this is how it is in the episodes. Like, yeah, like even Rhaenyra here has a very deep, almost maroon, purple, pinkish red going on. And obviously the high towers are nearly black. It's so green. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's very dark colors. Yeah, it's I mean, interesting because we're in a funeral. The whole like most right. episode, yeah. maybe that's why they they brought out the very dark colors for the funeral. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I I know in the books the sides are called the blacks and the greens. Yes, but it really should be reds and the greens, right? <laughs> Doesn't that make it maybe a little bit more sense? Yeah, they know. said that in this episode actually. Um, yeah, Rhaenyra did say greens. Uh, she the said the episode there. She said greens, or maybe it was the uh, <clears throat> post-credit like discussion of the episode. Um, someone called out blacks and the greens, and I was yeah. like, "Is that just the combination of both the colors of the high towers, or yeah, I had the I had always heard or the red or the green or the black." Sorry, I had read that it was because of dresses that they wore to some tournament. I believe mm. Rainier had a black dress and Allison had a green dress. I don't know if that tournament has happened and we just didn't see it. Or if it's coming, I can't imagine Damon we're maybe getting like a tournament. all black armor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it might be that tournament. I'm not sure, to be honest, because I think Rhaenyra has a red dress on in that. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'm misremembering that or maybe whoever no. was saying it misspoke about it or what? No, they definitely reference them as the blacks and the greens. So yeah. um, I'm glad that reinforces my hearing of that. I thought they were just talking about the high towers, maybe, but that's useful to know that they were talking about the Targaryens and the high towers. Yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe it's the blacks because that's kind of what everything is after it's been breathed by fire. On right. Fire yeah. just turns charred and black. And that's that's kind of like their their thing yeah um but this episode was really really good yeah really really sure. really really good for even on the rewatch and even on the first watch i was like kind of not a lot happened but everything that happened was just so 
so layered and, and yeah. complicated deep and um i was giving my wife like the, the spark notes on it right as it was like starting uh, so basically as they were doing the recap i was kind of like going with her just the yeah. filler because i think she fell asleep on the last episode and it, <laughs> it's a lot to kind of keep up with too right for sure um, yeah we're moving fast we're jumping timelines quite a bit here i think we're gonna probably get another jump here coming up so yeah it's a, it's tough to keep it wrestled in you know yeah, and even as I was explaining, because we had just watched uh, the latest episode of Rings of Power, and then we just back double backed and watched House of the Dragon at nine. Um, and just when I was like describing everything to her, um, it's just so much more drama y because like I was using terms like baby daddy and baby, yeah. you know, and, like, <laughs> you know just all the, all the different things. Because and it kind of like made me think. I'm like, man, it just sounds so dramatic when you just give the spark notes to it, like right. everything that's happening. And then I just, and it kind of reminds me that this is kind of what it is, right? This is what game of Thrones kind of is, is like high fantasy, that good TV drama. And this episode very much plays out like kind of like a, like a mob show or movie would where like, it's just so thick with just looks. Oh yeah. One liners, deep references and just like tension in the room. So it really felt like they were at like, like a mob boss's funeral and everyone was like pining for like what, what the play is. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. You could definitely cut the tension in this episode in multiple different scenes. And I, I think that's what makes this episode so strong is this is not a action packed episode per se. There's a, there's a couple of action sequences, but it, it, you're right. It's the drama in this episode, the building of everything, the, you know, the festering of all these old wounds that are coming back to the surface. And it's exciting to see now. Granted, I'm I'm getting more and more, and maybe this is the case, but I don't think we're going to see any war this season. I don't think we're I I don't. What I was going to say earlier is, we this king just keeps on living, bro. Like we we have guessed this king's death wrong <laughs> multiple times throughout this companion series. Psych. He actually makes it this season too. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it it would not surprise me to be honest with you. Yeah, and and given his demeanor and temperament toward everything in his uh his kingship, um, really, I could see the war starting and him still being alive because they're yeah. like, listen, dude, like we gotta we gotta hash this out. Like we get it, you're sad, but we don't care. Screw you. Right. Like no, no, like that's really a little bit kind of that highlighted really heavily in this episode. Like people are starting to not listen to him and also his mind is wearing to the point where he referenced when he was going to bed he called allison aim or uh, emma yeah 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 so like he just straight up called his wife the wrong name right he referenced her as the old wife so he is definitely withered quite heavily my wife was like well, I don't think it's cut his hair. It's so bad looking. Um, yeah. It's like the yeah. stringy, like old man balding hair, but it's still like down to his chest. Yeah. I think, I think Kirsten said that. Why don't, uh, why they make him look like a Lord of the Rings character <laughs> with his hair <laughs> like that last episode. So, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, he's just not like, I get why he's still alive, but this dude needs to die. And, I, and the more I think about it, the more I think that it's going to be a, episode 10 thing maybe right like i don't think he's dying anytime soon it doesn't they're not even hinting at it now at the beginning of the episode at the beginning of this episode when they're having the funeral where they're shoving the coffin i assumed throughout the trailers and throughout watching that scene that that was going to be the king until mm-hmm. i got to the point where they said who it was 
And yeah. then they showed the casket was obviously a female casket. So yeah, it's just, uh, you know, holding on, holding on with the frayed string, very frayed string. <laughs> yeah. And, and that would make sense for, um, kind of hook line sinkering everyone in like the finale for season two, not that they like need to do that, but game of Thrones always has something that it's looking toward. And right. This could be the, the Viserys season and really just as it all crumbles around him. Um, yeah. And then we kind of end on his death and it's just like popping off. Yeah, I do. I do kind of think that's where, where we're heading. Honestly, I think probably the war is going to start in season two, which kind of sucks, but I get why they did it th- that way. Like there's a lot that we have to tell here and we're even kind of, I don't want to say we're getting the, the spark notes of it, but we're going very quickly through a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. we only got 10 episodes to work with, but I think once season two gets here, it's going to slow down, definitely slow down with the time jumps. Everybody's going to be solidified in their characters. We're going to have all the actors that are going to continue for the rest of the series, probably because I know the war is, is relatively short, like three years. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be jumping, you know, 10 years here, five years here or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy this episode. I really enjoy what we've built up until this point. Just a lot of that palace intrigue that the later seasons are missing is, is kind of what this season is all about. And I like I love season one of Game of Thrones, and that's basically what that all is. So, yeah, I'm like. You know, I, I, I don't want to say this because I get really attached to things that I'm currently on. You know this. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to say that I'm liking it better than season one of Game of Thrones, but I think I might be. If you think back to season one of Game of Thrones, I think it's better. It's pretty well polished. Yeah. Um, they they are they are different, though, in a lot of cases. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so cool that they did, even though they are going fast and it is a lot to keep up with. Um it's done so much for the story. Cause imagine if we started, they started the series now. Right. And they started with like the kid fight. Right. And it's just, it just makes everything, all these little things, which are otherwise pretty little activities that they're showing us in these first, like seven right. episodes. Yeah. Mean so much more um, as everything just gets layered on. Cause now it just makes so much sense. Why it was so important to see them younger and these these who are now adults as children and then now their children. Right. So we yeah. have, we have three generations that we are sharply tracking. Um, maybe four, if you count like how old some people are. Um, but yeah, it, it's done really good. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I think the, the, the flushing out of the characters here, it's, it's, it's going to pay off in the long run. Cause we're going to get far more attached doing it this way than we would, if we just started, like you said, right here at the, the, break off of the war like we have to get attached to these characters even though this is the world of game of thrones these are all new characters <clears throat> families are the same but new characters that they got to get us you know invested in so yeah and and it also is something really cool um thematically when it comes to people's relationships and seeing each other again and you gotta think in medieval times um contrary to later seasons of game of thrones it took a while to get around and right. like once people like took off 
across the sea and world like they were gone for a couple like several years so yeah it, it really i think it really did a lot for um damon Rhaenyra's characters because every time they get together they legitimately haven't seen each other for years yeah like right. four years now there's been like a wild 10-year jump where he was off in essos with yeah. his, his new family and um they said in the in the after show basically how she really kind of has abandonment issues where she's just kind of been alone up until this point. Right. And she has been really because everybody, I mean, she really had no one legitimately on her side throughout the thing. Yeah. Half her dad at times and the strong guy who they shipped away and murdered. So, so it, it, I I really enjoy seeing Damon come back. I love Damon, obviously front runner for my favorite character on the show. We've talked about it a million times. And unfortunately, he's on the other side of, of where I'm landing on the war specifically. But I will say that, you know, Allison made herself kind of look real shitty in this episode. I'm not going to lie. You know, I was uh, I was balancing the beam of, of falling to the Targaryen side multiple times through this episode. And it, it, it makes it harder now that with what happened with Damon and Rhaenyra in this episode, too, because they finally yeah. come together. Right. So. Uh, it's exciting. You know, we've, we, there's just a lot, even though there wasn't a lot of action in this episode, there's so much good stuff here. Like we're balanced. We finally balanced out the dragon issue. Mm-hmm. And I did want to talk about that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned because they lost Lanor's dragon in theory, like Lanor's dragon is unclaimed. Right. Yeah. I would, I, I was curious about that too, because you you have to presume that he's not going to have that dragon with him to come no. with him, right? Impossible. Because that's it's a dead giveaway, <laughs> right? So I got a dragon. Who might you be? Right, right. So yeah, that's it's definitely interesting. I don't know that that dragon is quite the player as as the one that Allison's side got in this episode. Yeah, I think amen. that is like the the dragon to have at this time, right? And yeah, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting to see what even happens with with the dragon or where it's even at. Do they let these things? Because we have the dragon pit, right, where they're mm-hmm. stored, I, I yeah. you know, parked for the night. <laughs> but are they all like that? Or are no. some of them roaming free? No, because, because Vagar I mean, was. Vagar was, and we see in this episode we can presume that the Driftmark dragons kind of and every other dragon outside of King's Landing kind of sleeps on the beach or sleeps right. outside somewhere. Yeah. Um, they don't have dog houses. So, and, you know, that's where Eamon finds uh, Vagar in a giant sand pit that he makes his little nest. Um, so, and we see five dragons um, overhead during the funeral, yeah. right after the funeral proceedings. So there's five there kind of lingering about. So we're at, they show five. We're at, there should have been six though, because. Like where where is Lenor's dragon? Because we have presumably, unless Rhaenyra didn't bring hers, um, you know, you have Damon Rhaenyra, you would have the two high tower boys, you would have Vagar unclaimed, and then Lenor's is presumably somewhere. Um, yeah, so I we mean, didn't even there 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 are six dragons. We only saw five, and Lenor's is currently unaccounted for. I would assume. Right. Well, I kind of get the. I mean. It feels to me like he would have left that dragon here for Rainera. I don't know if you got yeah. the if you got the vibe 
from this episode that this whole thing was set up like they there was no bad blood bef- between nope, Rainier. Yeah. Like she was not legitimately trying to murder him. She was trying no, was to make good. it seem 100 percent. And so I, I don't think he's got any bad blood nope. like this was his his duty. So I, w- I would see the dragon maybe staying there for for her side. Now, that can obviously change. You know, well, we don't Damon's know how daughter could could claim it right yeah because yeah that's actually that's a really good point she's probably the most logical person to claim it yeah it's her fault it all happened anyways kind of well the main the main conflict here in the episode i mean i don't blame her dude i would not go anywhere near that i would not go anywhere near that dragon bro as a little kid (laughs) like I'm, i'm i'm good but i did so last week in last week's episode i said to put a pin in a specific scene and it was the scene where uh, Allison's daughter is playing with the caterpillar. Yes. And at the same time, Eamon is complaining about the dragon, not having a dragon. And during that scene, she's off in her own little world, not even paying tes- attention to the conversation, but he's complaining about needing a dragon. And she says, he'll have to close an eye. So I wanted to put mm. a pin in that because I was like, I know, I know that Eamon d- is missing an eye. I don't know when we're going to see it, but I would imagine that's going to be something to do with the dragon. So that's the pin we can pull out from last week's episode. There is another, there's another nod to something else in that, but we'll leave that for later. So we can leave like half a pin in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Old, 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 kind of Lucius Malfoy channeling his inner, just uh, (laughs) inner villain child. Um, Right. So, you know, the top of the episode, Evelina's funeral and I didn't quite get and we have we see everybody here gathered at the like rocky beach as she gets cast off now I didn't get um Damon's cackle laugh in this scene did you pick up on why what like what was going on there no I I, it it was something that he said about his wife I think but no I didn't didn't quite get talking about like pure of blood and like all this other stuff and he just kind of like let out a weird like crazy boy. Yeah. It, yeah. I, honestly, it, it, it like totally went by the wayside. It was just like, Dan- that's Damon. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> that's just how he is. He's laughing at a funeral. That's just his character. Maybe there's right. more to it. I'm sure there is more to it, but I didn't pick yeah. up on exactly what it was. Yeah. So, but so the fact that you didn't pick up on anything there and neither did I. So if that's just a, that's Damon kind of like moment makes a lot of sense. Cause it fits his character because it's like, yeah, he might not legitimately have a reason he's laughing. He's just really laughing at the absurdity of something, something crosses right. his mind. He's always thinking. Yeah. And this also plays into like basically where his character is and kind of where his character has always been. And we've talked about this, how he's a very reactionary character. He's mostly a, a, a tool or a weapon to be wielded. Yeah. And that, that is very much made apparent in this episode as Rhaenyra finally capitalizes on the fact that he is going to be a tool to wield. Um, and, and he knows it and he's fine with that because he kind of needs a lot of, he needs vices. He needs, he needs things to kind of fuel him. So him stepping away from all of that to Essos for 10 years, like with a family, like he became a very simple minded person not yeah. that he was like dumb or anything but like he just didn't have really any, any ambition right. so now he returns to the fray and he kind of i think to his amusement through many of these scenes is just kind of like the irony of how everything is now playing out for him and like just all the opportunity i think it's just his gears are turning like oh yeah for sure. i don't have to do anything this is all just gonna kind of unwind Full. itself yep. 
fall right in his lap. Yeah, I mean, he's had ambitions from the beginning. He's he's mentioned multiple times that he wants to bring the Targaryen family back to the way they were during Aegon's conquest. And I think that the, he finally sees the moment. You know, he's off in Essos. He's been shipped away by by his brother Twice. multiple times. <laughs> At least so. Twice. You know, I think that he's seeing that his brother is and he's looking at him in this in this scene after the funeral where mm-hmm. he's probably like thinking like this dude is like on his last two weeks yeah. of life, you know. So this is the time definitely to rejoin the fray. It doesn't make sense that he would join Alice inside no. him and Rhaenyra have had interactions in the past. We, we I mean, I we kind of presumed that this was going to happen at some point. They were going to come together. I mean, there's no other way that it would have played out. But yeah, it's it's you know, this is his chance to to kind of get his get his plan in motion. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 he's just he's just so he just moves with the flow yeah. at this point in his life. Before he's a little bit more of an instigator in his younger days, but now he's just really taking on that like, how is this all going to unfold? I also have a role in it because I'm Damon. Um, this is all going to take form and shape by itself. I don't really need to instigate anymore. Right. Before he was, he was, he was poking the fire and now he's just like, everything's on fire. I'm just going to get to be myself. Yeah. Finally. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and yeah, in that conversation with his brother, his brother in his dying days, basically kind of just wants his brother back. Like he always has this, this full circle where he's like, you know, I, you know, I love my brother kind of thing. And, you know, he just didn't really have any time for it. Like he didn't feed into it. He just kind of like walked away and made the yeah. king sad. Um, and right. then obviously he got his snarky moment with Otto. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Great. Yeah, I loved it. I love their interactions every time. And he it, came yeah, back it's, fast. He, yeah. he came back to to the do, to the to the post really quickly. Really quickly. I'm I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get to see him and the king's first interaction back. You know, it's it's passed over. It, the first scene we see Otto here, he's already got the hand pin on. So it would have been nice to see that, but I, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But because I'm just so excited to have Otto back, and yeah. and I think he's great in this episode and multi, all the scenes that he's in. I I I I just love him. He's just got a Tywin vibe to him. That you know what I mean. So Tywin's one of my favorite characters from the original series. We talked about it. So it's cool to see another character taking on that spin but giving it its own his own spin as well and uh i think he's ready he's ready to set shit on fire you know what i mean so yeah he's definitely returned with a renewed vigor and he is much more tywin-esque he's much more asserted and if he isn't overtly that way yet you can really know narratively like that's his direction he's moving um he's already kind of you know, misstepped earlier and that's how he got kind of tossed out. But now he also like Damon has returned to a very on fire situation, yeah. right? He's also been away like Damon and he comes back and he's also a big watcher in this episode. Um, he doesn't take a lot of action. If anything, he plays a very cautionary role in most things. The most thing, the, the, the biggest thing he did in this episode was like kick, Aegon yeah and like wasted on the stairs at the <laughs> funeral um yeah yeah I I love you know he's towing a fine line here he has to be you have to yep. I, I mean the king we like to say that the king Viserys is stupid and he's he's losing his mind but he I don't I, I don't think that he is he he's no. seeing everything that's going around him he sees that Allison is causing especially in this episode a lot of issues 
and now he's got his fa- her father back on his side as his hand. Like it's, it would have been nice to see the, the exchange of like, you know, why he's le- trusting this dude again, all of a sudden, like, it just seems like a piss poor choice on hit, like get anybody else. Yeah. But him, you know, but as always, he just doesn't care. And he's just right. like, happy to have you back similar with Damon. Like really? Yeah. Now that I'm talking to it out loud, like Damon and Otto are like this opposing same character um, right. on, on the two different sides. Like yeah, they're both absolutely. weapons that are being reintroduced and now wielded. Yeah. And, and them not being there for 10 years was a huge vacuum on everyone where it's just kind of like stalemate. Rhaenyra was very kind of just guarded and just was getting kind of not bullied, but like she was undermined a lot. And oh, yeah. And but on the other side, Allison, um, more aggressively, was kind of exerting her queenly powers over Rhaenyra and just making a fool of that whole situation. Um, but she never, you know, she didn't have her dad's backing because the king doesn't have her back as much right. as she would want. Right. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, we like to compare Allison to. Cersei, right? At least I do in my mind. But the more you think about it, she's really nothing like Cersei. No. Allison is very by the rules, right? I fall. I've done everything yes. by the rules. I've gotten to this position, you know, doing what I was told to do. So that's that's a stark contrast to to Cersei, who did not do that. And, yeah, and I just I was going to toss it out because it's kind of like a throwaway moment later on in the episode. But when Varys offers his services again, she's just like looks at him like, dude, chill out, like stop with the psycho talk. Like, yeah. you just offered to like at least cut a kid's eye out, like at right. least, <laughs> yeah. um, let alone murder somebody. So yeah. chill. Yeah, Chill, my dude. <laughs> now, that being said, that's how she is now. Do I think that she could spiral into a Cersei-esque character more close to Cersei? Yes, absolutely. I think she will have the drive and the ambition to do so in order to – I mean she's protecting her children. That's what yeah. this entire thing is about. So it, it, that's in comparison to Cersei as well. She was always trying to protect her children. Yeah, But, but her default reaction when she does something or something happens is the kind of like – not the woes me reaction, but she definitely falls to the side of like, that wasn't me. That wasn't proper, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, but for Cersei to get to that point, you have to really like break her down right. emotionally and like yeah. strategically to get her to that point. Whereas Allison defaults to that yeah, immediately. Um, now I think it's going to be a little reverse to where you break Allison down when you break her down. Like in this episode, that's where you see like the, I don't even know if like um, Cersei would have like yanked the knife on someone. Yeah. Like that's no. ballsy. <laughs> right. That's very, very ballsy. That's what I, you know, I, I, I do like Allison. I think she made some, some bad decisions in this, in this episode, but at the same time, she's protecting her children. She's hearing yeah. one side of the story at the end there. And it's a lie, obviously that she's being told. So yeah, I you know I I couldn't be more happy with this actress change. Like I was worried about oh, yeah. it. We talked about it. I was worried for both of them. I think they're both amazing so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you know, I do want to get to that point really quickly. And so not too much craziness like happens like the build up to that. So really, we get another Corliss and Renice kind of dialogue. Great, I don't know. Yeah. It's 
I kind of felt this was repeated and not necessary, but Corliss is still very much like pushing the agenda um, of their family just rising all the way to the top. And Renice is kind of, she's taking the mother approach and she's like, I just want to protect my children. I just want them all to be alive. And nothing we're doing right now is really kind of aiming our children down (laughs) past the success. Your mind is success. In my mind, it's not because we're, we're, one for two right now like yeah we lost one um, we have yeah. two total and it's and it's i i enjoy seeing that like practically everybody sees that rainier's <laughs> children are not her not can't say that right so i i i do like seeing that she's even talking about it yeah. but i really like his you know history doesn't remember blood it remembers names yep and that's why that. they had this scene like they yeah they had to get that one liner in there um, right. and really kind of cap that in there. Um, yeah. And and it's important to have some moments with those two characters just because they don't have too much of them and it is their home and it's right. their, like, it's a really big focus on their children and we get a lot of exposition and advancement of their children, either yeah. from them dying and then fake dying. And then also the future of, um, we get to see Corliss with his grandchildren. Um and which is important because he's pouring all of his ambition trying into to them or trying yeah. to. Right? Yeah. And I really did enjoy that scene. Cause the kid's like, I don't want it because that means everybody's dead. dead. If, if and it's, that's cool to see because you, you got to assume that even back in, in our world at this time, people did that. And the kids are like, like that, if I get that seat, that means like my whole family is dead. Right. So yeah, it's really cool morbid to see. thing to think yeah. about. Right. But I mean, it's it's understandable. It's a it's a fearful thing to think about when you're a child, your parents dying and everybody dying around you. Yeah. And, but, but it's all the all the adults talk about is like, right. oh, well, we're <laughs> dead, you know. Right. It's, it's all on you. Yeah. Right. We don't really talk like that anymore. Like, no, we, definitely, we definitely not. Don't. I no. should wake up every day and just be like, yeah, be like, hey, when I'm gone, it's all it's on you. All on you. It's like all on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to raise a Dahmer there. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Um, I could definitely use more Corliss and his wife because I, I, I do feel like they are going to play a very important role in the show moving forward. They have to, especially in the war, because they do have the biggest Navy. They're they're going to be a very important piece to this puzzle, I think. And we don't get we I mean, we get some powerful scenes with Corliss. Practically every scene that he's in besides this one really is has got some sort of punch behind it. But <laughs> I mean, and that's also Coral specifically, um, Damon as well. And there's just, there's a lot of opportunity in this episode to see how Coralus is behaving and his reactions to things that are going on around him, because he kind of does have a strong hand and a very, very important part in what's going on, even though he is kind of like a secondary tier of like voice, but like, you see in this episode the way people react to everything and just how like they're dealing with oddities like you know the fact that his son is not like the father of his grandchildren like just kind of brush that under and it's just it's seen that's what's so great about this episode and honestly the beginning scene and then the middle scene is just like everyone else's reactions and how everyone's positioning themselves yeah um, as things happen definitely um so that was a really good scene we get more that's always fun those fireside chats in uh yeah. in, in the throne room yeah. um so this they did they did something that 
um, would have otherwise been a problem in Game of Thrones, but they've learned some things. We had a lot of great moonlit night scenes. Yeah. Um, the moon was very powerful, and I was really, really impressed with just how well they captured um, visually, like, moonlight at night, like a full moon. Like, it looked like, I don't know, did they actually shoot it at night? Yeah. I, it, yeah. Under the moonlight? Because it looks so, like, it, my eyes were kind of freaking out because I was like, I feel like I'm outside standing in the dark yeah. with the moonlight going. You know how it does weird things with your eyes. So I think, yeah. Moonlight. I was thinking about this too, and it did to me at least look like one of those scenes that they filmed during the day, and then they put the like nighttime filter over. You can you you can notice them pretty quickly if you know what yeah. to look for. That's the vibe I got. I think that this was probably shot during the day. But that being said, it yeah, it was beautiful, and it it was definitely much easier to see than than previous Game of Thrones stuff that we had issues with, and. uh yeah, the way they use the moon in the show, dude, it's like the cinematography with the moon and the dragon shots has been on point so far in the show. And this is that we get a couple good shots in this episode as well. But yeah, I was uh yeah, I was pretty impressed how they handled the dark episodes for sure. But it did give me that shot in a day, nighttime filter vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but uh, that's kind of like what moonlight at night looks like right. too. Like it, it looks, looks better. It, yeah. It looks weird. It's it, it's yeah. so like fake looking, even in real life. Like, right. Oh, why is there so much light out here right now? Yeah. Like, my, yeah. my eyes feel weird. Um, right. <laughs> but they they even the onset of it, because I I've at first called it Twilight, um, where Damon and Rhaenyra are walking the beach and then it kind of gets right into like nighttime. Um, and I really like this walk on the beach they have because it's yeah. like the moment where they, for the first time in, I don't know, 10, 14 years, have been able to have like an actual honest conversation, catch up, be like, you went off and did things. I've been doing things. You left me. Like they're unpacking a lot in very few words. Um, right. Damon doesn't say a lot. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a good scene. And I'm excited to see that these two moving forward. I think they're going to be great together. And, uh, yeah, it's just good to see them back together. You know, like we had to get to this point and I'm happy that we're here now because this is, this feels right. Okay. Yeah. No. It's incest. I get it. I get it. But this feels right. Okay. The internet like, defends you though, because I was seeing the articles on, on the ramp up to this episode because everyone knew it was coming, yeah. um, eventually. And, and it, it's kind of the, it's like the get together everyone roots for, even though there's that like layer of like. Yeah, eh, uncle, <laughs> like maybe we should thing yeah. going on. Um, right. So, but it, you know, it all has to. It's just, it's just well acted. They're good characters. It yeah. makes sense thematically in like the Targaryen thing. Um, so even though like present day, they do such a good job like subtracting all the present day like nomenclature around it and saying, telling a story where somehow they get everyone to be like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I get that vibe. It makes total sense to me. Like, like I'm totally on board. And that, honestly, you know, we're watching, we went through eight seasons before of this, like the incest thing is like so old to me. I don't even care anymore. You know, like it's probably, uh, honestly, it was probably a common thing even back in our reality at this time. I think it was so. Yeah, yeah, like, for just sure. Get and, over it. Like these two characters are great. This is what that that family is known for, and you've been watching 
you know, you're on your ninth season in this world. <laughs> like you should be well adjusted to this stuff at this point. Yeah. And, and two things there. I mean, one, if you look at it from like a RPG perspective, like there are clear stat bonuses for right. these two being married. Yeah. Um, and then at another angle too, um, where was I going with that? Lost it. I'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Um, I have two points there, but, right. um, but yeah, so they, you know, they finally get back together. Well, to the, for, for the first time because they never were officially together but true yeah, yeah yeah they're basically executing on this this unsung bond that they have been deprived of for all this time um yeah. and she kind of like for the first time is just like laying out there like you left me and i've had to like deal with like all this bullshit um solo right. like right. dad's like half there um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like you've you've always been like the rock and like they're bonded in fire. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, and I'm sure she's, she's finally happy to have somebody on her side. You know, she, she knows Damon is, is firmly on her side a hundred percent. Yeah. And also in, in the conversation with like Lenor later on, um, their last kind of leveling conversation. And then also in this conversation, you know, she references like, you know, strong, um he was that was nice like you could sell, tell she got some reprieve from that like something right. she actually enjoyed yeah um but then other other than that like it's been like not for her easy right that's allison's point is like oh woes me Rhaenyra. Right. Um, right so i mean she she does have to see if 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 you look at it allison does have to see Rhaenyra as the snobby princess that acts yes. like everything goes wrong but doesn't really and they showed that multiple times throughout the show just showing the parallels between you know Rhaenyra out in the streets having fun and Alicent doing whatever she was doing with the king you know what I mean yeah so there's there's got to be some built-up tension just from that like Rhaenyra kind of acts like everybody hates her but she's (laughs) still she's still pledged to to take the throne right while yeah. Allison has everybody around her that seemingly loves her, but she's—I think she hates the situation that she is in currently, right? Yeah, it's like can all you, this for kind of nothing. Yeah, can you see? And I think it's even stupid to probably bring this up, but could you see? I think the king's probably naturally dying, right? Could you see Allison maybe doing something to further? No, no, because Veneer makes point. Cause Damon kind of clear lays out. He's like, come on now. Like that's like the high towers, like murdered the strongs. Like they had something to do with that. Um, yeah. He sees it for what it is. And she was kind of like, I don't think she would actually murder anybody. Um, what about whether what or about... not that changes or not? I still don't, I still think that's true for her and the King. I don't see her killing the King. Yeah. What about Damon and Rhaenyra? What about we have some, like, we have some hatred between Damon and his brother. Like, let's be honest here. Oh. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tension between them in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could see Damon killing his brother um, yeah. because Damon, Damon definitely would take the stance of like, it's gotta be done. Like, right. Right. It's going Now's to advance. The time. It's going yeah. to advance the plot. It's going to, it's just like good play. Like that's really Damon's thing. He's like, it's a good move. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Um, yeah, it, it it really it 
I, the I king would be that. okay with it too. He want yeah. he would want to die by Damon's hand of anybody's hand. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is the play for them to do right now before things get too lopsided in the in this war. I mean, mm-hmm. Vagar is a big win for Allison's side. Let's let's yeah. be honest. Like we were talking about the misbalance of the dragons, which I think we even found out wasn't really as misbalanced as we thought it was. Well, they're but, just gifting Hightower kids dragons. They didn't really right. count on that. Right. And, you know, Vagar is like the weapon to have right now. So yeah. it's, it is it is smart to take the king out and get Rhaenyra on that throne because it's far... I, I would imagine it's far harder to lose a throne when you're sitting on it than it is if you're not sitting on it, right? To yeah. lose that ability to walk up to the throne. Yeah. For so, sure. We'll see. I don't know. I I, I mean, I it, it seems to me like they're leaning towards he's going to die naturally, but that this is Game of Thrones, and they could do a bait and switch on us on that for sure. They might bait and switch us on that because yeah. they kind of snuffed out the early death, and then now right. they're playing into like, hey, he's just going to linger forever. Yeah, it seems like that, man, because this dude was dead or close to death before the 10 year time jump. And now we've made it two episodes into the 10 year time jump and yeah. he's still, still hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get, you know, a convenient beach hut, abandoned boat upside down. I don't know, but it was a place yeah. to have sex and that's right. where they, they, you know, they did it there and in, in the, in the moonlight. Yeah. Um, that was convenient. You know, they just kind of walked along the beach until they found that. Um, so, you know, where you get Eamon kind of like running over the sand dune, you're like, oh no, is this going to be, uh, you know, a season episode one Game of Thrones? Yeah. Where, you know, yeah. it's like he stumbles on them. And it's like, no, like for a brief moment, I was like, ah, they could go that way. But I was like, nah, he's going right for that dragon somewhere. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely got the vibe that in the beginning, that's where he was headed. He was going to stumble across them and there was going to be some sort of maiming of him. And yeah. uh, I thought that that was going to be the eye that I knew that he was going Damn. to be missing. But uh, yeah, he doesn't. He he rolls up bravely to Vagar. I think he's obviously sick of being teased with the pig from last episode because he doesn't have a dragon. Yeah, at first it's like, all right, he's just going to roll up and like get the ride of the dragon. But at the same time, like he's probably ready to die. Like it's either like I'm going to yeah. get this dragon or die. Like, yeah, why? I'm yeah. done with the shit. Yeah, I mean, he's got he he's the younger son. Like he's not really going to get much of anything. He needs a dragon, hundred percent. Is he younger than his sister? Yes, I think so. Yeah, because the second kid was the daughter, I believe. So, yes. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's, you know, this, this is a, this is a power move for him. And he really comes into his character in this because he's been kind of the timid, quiet yeah. kid that they were picking on uh, in the one scene that we or a couple scenes we got last episode with him. So for him to make this power move and roll up to the biggest, oldest dragon and bond with it i i thought it was awesome to be honest with you oh it was a great scene um stunning too yeah. with like the dragon and like up in the air like also gave me like kind of harry potter like flying nimbus or yeah fly, that's dragon ball z but like harry yeah. potter uh, nimbus <laughs> yeah. cloud um yeah that's funny that nimbus cloud and flying nimbus are flying both nimbus. clouds yeah. and they both <laughs> that's that's weird they did that yeah. um <laughs> But yeah, I was, it felt like that too. Like the first time, like Harry Potter rides like the broomstick. Um, and 
don't know, they just did a good job capturing. Because even like in there, he's like having fun. He's like yelling, yeah. He's also terrified. He almost falls <laughs> off. And I was right. like watching this and I'm like, oh my God, like if he does fall off, like you're dead. Yeah. Like, sure. yeah. like that thing took off and you were like right hundreds thousands of feet up already yeah um, he's not swooping down quickly to get you and that, that is a that is an interesting thing that i hope they play first off the the dragon shots here are awesome the riding of the dragon can't wait to see more of this huge. in the coming war Th- yeah he, net. he is mass <laughs> yeah literally a net <laughs> literally a net to get up to it's him. like boot camp gotta climb over yeah <laughs> and uh yeah, the shots are awesome, but I I hope they really play into because he he does seem old and slow, even though he's you know he's big, old and slow, Vagar. So I hope they play into the more nimble, smaller dragons. Yeah, versus the slower, bigger, probably breathes way more fire dragon. And you got to remember, um, Caraxus knows his way around uh, Vagar. Like yeah. they were, they were. Um, Roommates, I guess. Yeah. Mates over right. in Essos. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, they're definitely, that's a good point in terms of like, he's probably slow to turn. Um, he's not, not as agile. And I, I feel like Caraxes could like just oh, latch yeah. onto him and just For like sure. do some damage. So, yeah. Definitely, if you aim Vagar in the right direction, he's going to just absolutely demolish anything in his path. But it's going to um, take him a little while to get to that direction. <laughs> get yeah, like he, in that direction. <laughs> like he could probably melt a quarter of King's Landing in one one go, but it's going to take him like a couple minutes to like turn around, turn around a yeah. second pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, not like Danny where she's just like carpet bombing the whole right. thing back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a really, really good scene. And um, once again, more excellent, like moon moon night yeah, moonlight, like shots up in the sky with the dragon like yeah. and there's done so much better just showing that these things are massive massive right. dragon for sure yeah um and then he kind of lands if not just like crushes the patio um of <laughs> yeah. driftmark like not yeah. graceful at all he's definitely the first action step into his character there he's like you know what fuck this place I'm right just, <laughs> yeah just wherever. a grumpy old dragon man um, i love it yep so yeah so this is where He's walking in. He's got that. He's got that that bad boy strut going here. Um, and meanwhile, he was flying. Lest I forget, um, Damon has taken notice from the beach. Yeah, that someone has taken Vagar. Um, Rhaenyra asks who, and like he doesn't know. Right. Like, he doesn't have elf eyes or anything. Yeah. Rhaenyra, like. <laughs> doesn't know who took it it's moonlight and <laughs> right far away um yeah definitely but then also uh bay baylor baylor no not baylor um it's a bay something I wrote it down who, who are you talking about uh, oh bayla bayla yeah, yeah she is the oldest daughter of damon um yep. so she tells Jace, which i i don't know if we talked about this but if you remember baylor the right. male version of Bela is is Viserys's son that died, and then Damon turns around and names his daughter Bela the same thing. Now I get that. I believe this Baylor is like a maybe Jesus esque figure in their religion, so it's not it's not like a uncommon yeah. name by any stretch of the imagination. It just seems like shitty Damon named his daughter after his brother's <laughs> dead son. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Air for the day. This one's an actual air for right. much longer. Yeah, um, right. 
Okay, or, go ahead. Or Baylor. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, she wakes Jace telling him that someone stole Vagar. Now, sorry, sorry, kids. Like that's not how it works. You can't just steal a dragon. So it's not like a car where like the car like accepts its theft and yeah, it's no longer yours. Um, <laughs> right. You just, you just don't steal a dragon. Though I can see how they would see it is like theft because it was her sister's to claim. So they yeah. kind of had that plot piece moving in the background. And their mother, their mother's dragon. Their mother's and we talked dragon. about, I, like, I, I, I thought that, I don't know if we predicted that this would land on Allison's side. I think it, I think maybe we said something about it last episode. So we knew that something was going to happen here. Like, it, it wouldn't have made sense for the Targaryens to get this dragon, I think. I think we called that out before we got the Damon and Essos bit and we knew that Vagar was out there and they teased um Aemon about not having a dragon. So right. we kind of discussed that early enough to where we didn't overcomplicate it and we guessed it right there. Um, yeah. yeah we, definitely. we assumed that that's an open one out there and he right. might get it because they they obviously made it very clear that like, hey, he doesn't have a dragon. Ha ha. He's going to get one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So simultaneously, while um, so obviously we have people very aware that Vagar uh, is being written all about. So probably half the castle is aware at this point. Yeah. Off screen. Um, so the children run down and confront whoever this writer is. And it's Eamon. And Eamon's strutting in and he kind of is like throwing his cloak and he's just being like a badass. Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, rightfully, rightfully so. so. He just got off the biggest dragon in the world. Um, right. <laughs> and he yeah. also claimed it. It's not like he went on a joyride like mine. Yeah, for sure. Mine, mine, mine. Yep. And I, I was going to try to closely track like the transgressions here, but basically it just like continues to escalate. It's the most violent like child on child yeah. violence I've ever seen. Um, yeah. it's, it's a little like jarring to watch because they are just beating each other like yeah starts off with some punches rightfully so and some like kid like fighting um but then like rocks are pulled and like aemon's bashing people in the head with a rock yeah um the girls are getting punched yeah <laughs> and, then, and then we get like a dirt thrown in aemon's face and aemon gets his eye slashed open with a very little like dagger even like looks like a splinter kind of like right slices him. so yeah. that was his insanely violent and um oh that's what i was gonna say earlier uh is from game of thrones what people didn't have issue with was like the sexual violence in game of thrones that's like completely missing from this for good reason because yeah. like that was the unsettling part of game of thrones for a lot of people was just like right the outright sexual violence in it so we've mostly removed that and we're just kind of focusing on just like the taboos of just like incest and like traditions and things yeah. like that yeah so, well i think it's a i i think it has to deal with the the people that were watching during the show right like the, yeah. these are royalty like that stuff probably wasn't very common right amongst royalty but yeah i think that yeah this fight scene was i agree it was jarring to watch but i did enjoy it like i did enjoy <laughs> watching them fight Fight so, club for kids, like literally, yeah. it kind of was like Fight Club. Like there's brutal, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that for like Damon's first daughter that he like shoves at or punches maybe out of the way. I was like, Jesus, like, yeah. Man, he's he's really Locker. riding high after yeah. riding that dragon. So just decked her, <laughs> just decked her off the screen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was cool to see this. I mean, I I knew personally. That's why I didn't call it out last week as a spoiler. 
Mm-hmm. I knew that he was going to be losing an eye at some point. And uh, I, I kind of presumed in my mind that Dragon was going to do it because mm-hmm. of the comment from last episode that he was going to need to close an eye to get a dragon. But uh, he did effectively close the eye because of the dragon, right? Uh, that's yeah. what sparks this entire thing. So, yeah, and this really leans us into what I think is the, the best part of the episode. So This it. scene is phenomenal. Yeah. And um, we, we're in the throne room. Basically, the king and his court is there. Like, all the, all the um, King's Landing people are there because... Um, that's obviously who looks like the most damaged because Eamon just lost an eye. Right. And the trickle, you know, so the, the king's obviously storming about. It's very intense, like it's building, right? So then you have the Valerian storming because it's their house and it's like, what the heck's going on? So that's where you see finally some support for um, Rhaenyra's children. And then closely in come Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra and Damon, right? And then Otto does this cool thing where he like notices Damon just kind of like leaning on the door, just like behind Rhaenyra. So those two are always kind of like watching each other. Um, yeah, I I always enjoy Damon's. Just he doesn't get involved. He's just watching the chaos. Like he just loves it. And yeah, that's why I love him so much. You know. Yeah, and in the after show bit from the showrunners, the one thing they have Matt Smith say is he's like. He's like, yeah, I always kind of picture Damon as a leaner. Like he's just yeah. kind of like <laughs> yeah. leaning around and yeah. just kind of observing. Um <laughs> does it so well. Um, yeah, he, he's sure. really owned this character so much. Yeah. Um but yeah, this what I liked about this though is because obviously they do all the like close-ups and it's obviously a ton of like the typical family drama. And it's kind of like anyone's like, you know, family reunion or family activity <laughs> that just went really south and like right it's gotten a fight and it's like who did what who and then all yeah. this, you know the lines are getting drawn really quickly around like which kid hurt who and you know who's at fault yeah um, it definitely it definitely gave me major major vibes from season one of game of thrones when yes. joffrey and and aria get in the fight and they're having the argument about you know what wolf should die yada 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 this felt like the higher production value of that of yeah. that scene you know yeah and what they did though that was really great is they did these like oblique shots of the room where you could clearly see everyone's positioning about right. the room which is very important in this scene oh yeah um sure. and, it, and it shifts throughout the scene too um so obviously you have viserys in the king's guard we have like the main commander and we have Sir Kristen kind of standing at the, the head of the room on the stairs and Allison is off the one side with her children, the maester, and they're kind of toward the fireplace. And then over to the door um, we've got Damon. Otto is kind of like lurking behind the pillar somewhere. Like he's just being an observer too. And then kind of more to like the entrance of the room is um, where the um, Rhaenyra's children are. And, the Valerians come down the stairs at. So we're kind of building this divide in the room. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it was so well done. Why I appreciate that. Cause when the tension finally pops off, they show you how like the convergence of everything just like takes form, but then also how like everyone was commanded to like hold their ground. Like nobody moved. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cause like the worst, cause if you think about it, like, 
basically much to Sir Christian's like poor point was like, we've never had to defend like royal children against royal children. Right. Like, yeah. dude, you weren't even around though. Like you guys <laughs> yeah. weren't even observing the fight. <laughs> like, right. Like your point right. sucks. You weren't even there. I think yeah. that was the King's point. Like why was no one even around? Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> that was the point. Not that you had to, that you had to be there. You just weren't there period. Like you need, that's kind of, part of your job and yeah, he, you, you, you didn't know, have to make that decision you just weren't there to make it like right the point I is gotta be no honest. one's watching the kids yeah right exactly they're supposed Which, to be in bed like yeah we all <laughs> yeah. should be in bed right now like what right. are you talking about man yeah. and i i think that you know i i hate this because i really did like cole i i i really like kristen's character originally but he's he just such a fucking douchebag now dude i can't stay he's just a grumpy ex-boyfriend that got dumped you know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of they kind of really threw him into the trash heap of characters. Yeah, they did. And it sucks because he's on my side, right? <laughs> like, I should like him. Like, he's probably one of the best fighters we've got right now. But it's just something about his transformation to the... Especially, it was more pronounced in last week's episode with the the teaching it's, the kids how to it's fight. It's subtle, though, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not in that scene. There. I don't think it was that. No, no, in, in this episode. In this scene, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because he's yeah, always kind of lingering at Allison's side, of course. Um, and then even the 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 commander, like you can tell, the commander is like aware of his like potentially misplacement here. Yeah. Um, because sure. you know he, he Sir Christian chuckles at the whole idea that um, you know they're called bastards or whatever. But then also, um, he does make a smart play, and he's like. Yeah, Allison, I am sworn to you as your protector. Um, right. I'm not currently being threatened, so I can't just walk over there and just like take slice kid's a kid's eye. eye. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I get, I get Allison's anger in this yeah. in this moment, one hundred percent. If honestly, as a parent, if my kid came home with a missing eye, I'm hunting that kid down that did it and missed. He's going to be missing eye. That's just <laughs> okay. how I am. So. I, I I really enjoy that. I think she maybe went about it, especially in the final when she pulls that dagger out. I think that was probably the wrong thing to do at the complete wrong moment as well in front of everybody like that. Uh, I think that that's going to cement certain people on Rhaenyra's side permanently, seeing her kind of fly off her rocker in front of everybody. Yeah, and but that kind of plays to the whole temperament of the room because kind of with these very kind of like worst case scenarios here where one, we have royal children on royal children violence. How do you resolve this in the first place? It's never good. Right. Um, two, you have you have queen on future queen violence. Like talk about taboos. Like these are things that should never happen. Like these yeah. are very awkward moments for uh, royal families and stuff so even the idea that not much is happening because Amon lost an eye not much is happening that's very weird to begin with not much is happening really about the kids being called bastards right Aegon just kind of like come on everyone like we all yeah. know yeah and like everyone's them. just kind of like really like hmm, yeah. he's technically right but the king says it's a lie right right so it's just kind of like the the really everyone's at the end of the line here in terms of like um the proper options to take in these matters. It's like, oh, clearly there's always a clear path here. And like 
the, the path is not working. Um, right. King. And this is, this is the high towers point is like, he's let all this happen for better or worse. And like, people don't really have many options here in terms of like, we're all just going to pretend like we don't know the truth, but at the same time, like Rainier is right. Like you can't just really call that stuff out if it's yeah. not royally decreed. So, so right. it's just a, a conversion of just a lot of messy inoperable elements. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely boils over in the scene. And this was a great scene to have that stuff boil over. I think with everybody there, you know, there's it's, even it, people that aren't like family members. Right. It's just like the court, like everyone's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And it's, you know, Viserys is still on his, we're a family thing. Like, bro, you, like, I get that it's probably late at night. You got woke up out of bed to come deal with this, but come on, bro. Like, you got to see the shit that's going on here. Like, you he can't, started you off can't strong. push it. Yeah, right. He started off strong, but then he, 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 he wanes when he's like pressed back too much. So like, he was like, answer me, boy, answer me, boy. And then there's that weird moment where it was like, Eamon was going to like rat on his mom. And like he saw yeah. it, yeah. I like think he was he like looking it. to her. Yeah, oh yeah, he, he knows. Had to. He had to have known. Yeah, but and then it, he got his out because then he blamed right. on his brother. So then yep. he 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 confronts like the kind of shithead teenager, and then he just says, of course, anything a shithead teenager would say. Right. And then he's just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so done with this. Like he just gets to the end of like his lies and string, and he just like pulls the king card, and he's like, I said so. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can we go back to bed? Like th- yeah. this is over with. No, no other kids are going to lose an eye because he's forgetting why they're all there at this point. He's like, "What's happening?" Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in this moment where um, Allison calls him out and is like, "That's just not sufficient." This is what Otto was talking about later here about like I didn't think you had it in you and it was yeah. like non-existent, but like you just straight up stood up to the king as the queen which is a very important thing to do but also like you said a little out of place and not the time maybe to stand up to him and like try to ask for like proper resolution right. but then she kind of like throws that on the bus she's like i want an eye for an eye and she's yeah. like oh, come on allison like obviously right. he's not gonna agree to that yeah but i think that this is this is a very important scene for allison and otto because it's been a very long time the last yeah. time that Otto s- saw Allison was when she was young Allison, right? The, the Presumably. Quiet t- I like yeah, to think they've presume. seen each other. Yeah, but I mean in a in a vulnerable spot, I guess yeah, is yeah, the best way right. to put it. So she was putting, a, she had to make a decision. And he's just like, what's she going to do? Right. And this Allison is a stark contrast to the one that he probably remembers, the timid, quiet, does everything her dad says like she's not like that anymore picking her nails right yeah yeah and i do really appreciate that they show that she's not doing that like she had since we got the actor actors change i haven't seen that at all like she is she has firmly she's yeah she's comfortable she's comfortable and And that's uh, the thing she's had this upper hand for the past 10 years too and she's been kind of tossed off her pedestal a little bit as Renier just gets to kind of waltz in and be like eh, you know right waving the privilege around because she's just you know Renier even takes on that proper form too early on when she realized like okay this is chaos and a mess so she kind of like she stands straight and like faces the king she's like the first person to do that yeah. as he's like saying everyone shut up right and right. then at the end there she's like thank you father so like 
she's playing her you know her princess her role. role. Oh um, yeah, for sure. And things are owed to her, and that is what just triggers Allison to no end. Yeah, definitely. And it, I, I mean, I get why she gets triggered by it. It's got to be yeah. annoying to be the queen and know that your former best friend, who you apparently hate now, is going to eventually overthrow your position and become the queen, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get, I get it. I just, like I said, the the dagger was one line like that had me teetering on Rhaenyra's side. Like, I was even like when she grabs it and they're holding and they're having the little discussion, and she see Rhaenyra says, "Now they see you as you are." I'm like, yep. okay, we do." We do now see it, you know, like I do. I see how you are. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like you've been hanging out with Varys too much. Um, right. Or, sorry, Laris. <laughs> yeah. Laris. Um, and the only thing they were missing in the scene was Laris, like creeping like through the blinds. Like he's like, oh, yeah, kill her. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's definitely like a little he's even at the like the post funeral, like get together. The um, He's like just staring. And Christian Cole like points out he like he's just been staring at you. Like he's kind of taking on this like psychopath. Yeah, definitely. He's like even he's that's not like a little finger thing though. Like he's he's slightly losing his like cool because he's staring at her all creepily from the corner. Then he just offers to like I'll just kill anybody for you. Like you right, know, what's up? Yeah, and and Littlefinger was like we like to compare him to Littlefinger, and I think it, there are a lot of comparisons to be made there. But he is far more blunt than I ever remember Littlefinger being. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Littlefinger would would beat around the bush of violence. Like he would obviously do it, right? Or make somebody do it. But this guy is just like straight to the point. Like, yeah, we're just going to kill the strongs. Like, that's what we're going to I'm not even going to ask you about it. I'm not even going to yeah. ask your opinion. Yeah. And, and, there, and I, I think that intentionally or not, what this show is doing a good job of is. Showing showing the contrast of moving from a time where everything is very as it is, everything's known about everything. There are there are very little dirty secrets out there. Whereas in yeah. Game of Thrones, much in the future, it is just layered with like one dirty secret after another. Right. So the fact that Laris is very kind of just forward with it is because he can be because that yeah. there it there isn't many players in that space like right. plotting. So he's kind of like a very early to the game, like, let's just start like knocking people off here and right. Might let's just make well. some moves here because yeah. no one else is making these moves. Yeah, and it's gonna help him in the long run for sure. Like the strong thing is a big is a big thing to pull off. Yeah. Without her her permission. He had no problem doing it. And I and I and I love that. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more of him. I, I'm sure we're gonna see a lot more of him. I think that, you know, Allison's going to be playing him a lot more she's kind of stiff arming him to a point right now because mm-hmm. even her shock in the last episode finding out what he did like you can tell she's not entirely on board with this dude but no. she wants to keep him yeah. at arm's length in case she does need him coming yeah you know moving into what we're moving towards yeah and he's got he's kind of got her a little corner too because she's very well aware of him yeah murdering them um and like just the deeper plot that she didn't really sign up for there so yeah and that's like a that's a nice that's a nice thing to have in your back pocket in case he he ever wants to flip sides like that would flip rainier's top and that's a little finger move you know move yeah definitely Um, so um the other the other cool thing another 
uh, Christian Cole thing. So obviously when Allison is threatened, he gets the move in for like what the kill. Yeah. Sir Christian, like were you going right. to kill? Like, what were you going to do? Like use right. your technical, like I was protecting her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like how this, this all unfolds because Damon moves in, just stops Christian Cole for yeah. the King's guard to restrain him and hold him in place. So Damon moves his, it's, it's, it's like a giant chessboard right here where everything just moves. Yeah, absolutely. And the two Queens on the chessboard just like went at each other's throat and all the other people, like all the pawns were told to stop. The right. Knights like made their strategic moves. You see kind of like Corliss and everyone, like they grabbed the children, like everything just, it was just a great scene and how they just handled like the moving of the pieces here. And yeah. It just translates so well to like the game of chess that very good. Yeah. Very, very how complex good. this all is. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But honestly, one of the best scenes that we've seen so far, to be honest. Yeah. And, it, and it's tastefully done because obviously you can't just have like a slaughter fest. Like, right. All these people aren't just going to start killing each other. Like that's yeah. just silly. Even though it's right. game of Thrones, it's just yeah. silly. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, the final kind of draw there was, you know, Rhaenyra gets, she gets cut. Um, though I do like the Macers note when they're getting patched up and Laner's like, you know, how bad is he? He's like, well, the cut will heal, but the broken nose is probably the, the, the worst thing here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got, he, he, he got a rough broken yeah. nose. Yeah. They're all banged up looking when he walks into that room. I Man, love it. Quite yep. a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no. funerals and weddings here. Although we did have a relatively peaceful wedding in this episode, which was nice, nice to see. Yeah, um, can't you know? Can't wait to talk about that because that's just cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Damon Amon ends it very well, though. Absolutely, one of the best lines in the scene. Yeah, um, and he just kind of rolls in on his new like high horse, high dragon. Um, he's like, it's fair trade. He's like, yeah. I got a dragon. Yeah. Lost um, an eye, got a dragon. Lost an eye, got a dragon. This is obviously something, I don't even know if anyone knew that quite yet. Was that the first time that you felt yeah. that was even made known? Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, probably people were maybe leaning that way yeah, because, yeah. because of what happened with Vagar earlier. But yeah, it, yeah, dude, the, the dude just grows into his character here and gets a big set of balls and says, you know what? Let's just stop all this crap. Well worth the trade for my left eye. I'll take Vagar all day. Like that's, yeah. and even Otto s- says it later on in the episode of how, how much of a power move this really is. Yeah. And the other thing that kind of takes hold of this scene is, you know, the parents, obviously are stepping into a complicated situation. They don't know much about, which right. is usually how it goes. Yeah. And they also, they turn the attention away from the matter at hand. Like it yeah. becomes more of the parents fighting. Right. Um, and everyone does forget like, Oh wait, why were the kids even fighting in the first place? Oh, yeah. Amon has Vagar. And that was the note at the end that probably brought everyone back to the point. Like, Hey everyone, it's cool. I got Vagar. Let's right. just like be done with this. It's silly. Um, yeah. Right. I have a dragon. Like, let's focus on that coolness. Yeah. <laughs> One, because that's badass and I'm like 12. Two, meta for grandpa Otto. Like, dude, I right. got us a dragon. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Grandpa. The biggest. What do I get for Christmas now? Right. Um, <laughs> I got, I got our team a dragon. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if he's like, you know, 
I, the kids aren't quite aware of that dynamic yet. Like they don't know a war is coming. Um, so I don't feel like he got the dragon because he's like, Oh, I need to amp up the team. He's just more like, I just need a dragon. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. I think that's, that's entirely what it is. I mean, you, you, you gotta assume, I mean, these kids have been born into a peacetime, right? So they're not thinking about war. They think they're right. just squabbling in the family. It's not going to burst into a full blown war. So, yeah, I think he's just innocently sick of being teased with pigs and yeah. not having a dragon. He wants to roll up to the next tourney on a dragon yeah. and just be cool and like park it and just right. kind of be like, yep, I got a dragon. He's yeah. not thinking like, oh, I'm going to be like a key like piece in the war to come. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, his yeah. Da- meanwhile, Otto is just like, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. He's like, score one for the high towers. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's tricky because the um the high tower children look like targaryens and the uh targaryen children look like high towers right yeah definitely (laughs) yeah (laughs) typical game of thrones right yep um so yeah we have we have a couple quick scenes so otto and allison they kind of reset their stage together in terms of like i'm back i'm proud of you let's make this stuff happen so they're kind of like he's reamping her up because she's kind of like, she's done that thing that she normally does is default to like, eh, shouldn't have done that. Right. Becomes timid Allison for a little bit. She's kind of ashamed of herself. Yeah. Cause it's out of character. Yeah, it is out of character, but I, you know, I really, really like this scene. I love Otto's dialogue here. Um, just saying like, so we will edge. just give us, t- yeah, give us time. And I, I promise you, we will prevail in the end. And I, that's such a, such a Taiwan thing to say, Chad's you like know, tying I mean? his green bandana. Yeah, I'm like head. on board. Like, yeah, your daughter was kind of a shit bag in that scene prior, but now that you're here and we're calming down a little bit, still, still on that balance beam for for the high towers. Yeah, and and you know, I, I like I like new Otto. I like V2 Otto here. Yeah, um, yep. and even in the the scene where like she's got the dagger at Rhaenyra's face, um, he's like drop the dagger right so like he's even coaching like the sensible thing to do even though you know he's totally okay with like i like that this went there yeah but then he's like all right well he knows playing the good guy like with the king like drop the dagger everyone be cool and back his mind he's like yes yeah i mean you gotta you have to assume that if if she were to kill rainera there like that's that's a dagger for the high towers. They're both going to die probably if that, that were oh, the yeah. case. I don't yeah. think it's going to be like, Oh, okay. Well, you're still the queen. You're still the hand. Like that's bad shit. If she kills the princess, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter what Viserys's mind is at the time. Like that's, that's going to go sideways really quick because he's already, you have to assume Otto is still walking on thin ice with the king. Oh, yeah. Like, we didn't see the scene where they come back together to see what their interactions are like. I'm sure we'll get it uh, episodes moving forward. But there's there's got to be a little bit of thin ice that he's walking on there from prior things that he's done. Yeah, and that's why he's not overtly taking action in that sequence either. Right. Like, he steps in finally at the end to be, like, the good guy, like, drop, you know, the reasonable person like drop yeah. the knife yep. king says we need to go to bed right <laughs> um you know next morning good job Allison. good I'm job so yeah you. Um, <laughs> glad you didn't actually cut her that would have been bad that would have right. been too far um, 
I'm always right. I'm out of, um, so similar, uh, on the same tone, Lenor and Rhaenyra get a nice scene. Um, where they, they level, we get a lot of like leveling out here in this episode with everyone kind of either rekindling some relationships or kind of having them depart. Right. So, uh, Lenor kind of comes back and he's just like, my boy toy is about to go off to the stepsons to war. I'm going to recommit myself to you fully and be like a husband, a father, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you don't really need, she's not all into it. And she, she has some nice moments there where she's like, you've done your part. Like, right. It's good. And really, I think what she wants to say is like, that isn't like, even though you just said, prepare me for my ascension to the throne you're not the person that's going to help me do that. Not right. Yeah. So great. Once again, I like his character in this role and I like that. She doesn't really say that, but we know like that's not where her, her, her mind's headed. Absolutely. Because really the, the point of him even marrying her is to get the, the Valerians on, on their side. Right. And they're they're even though the grandkids are not, you know, Valerians, we know this, but Corliss, as we doesn't see care. in the scene earlier, he doesn't care. It's about names, not about Leonard bloods. Doesn't and, care. He's, and he's right. And he doesn't care either. So really, he's like the 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 pawn in the puzzle that doesn't need to be there. Right. Like, there's no reason for him to be there anymore. She's gotten everything that she could have got out of the relationship, right? Yep. And she needs Damon now that is that is the the piece that she needs to pull closer to her so yeah I really enjoyed that scene yeah I thought it was great for sure yeah and in her dialogue later Damon where she just kind of like says you know I do love Lenor and like you can tell she does love Lenor like yeah she, she has they have a really good relationship um, right very functional one very just as needed to survive and they they did that yeah um but I think his his coming back to like even denouncing like his gayness. Like he was like, I wish the gods wouldn't have made me this way. Like she's even like, dude, that's not even like necessary. Like right. just chill. Like, yeah. so his only attempt to like fix it is to just double down on what his duty is where she's thinking more like, let's just kind of like figure out a way out of this. Yeah. Right. Because I need to ascend and move on. Yeah. So, so I, I do, I do like how their relationship plays out as a whole. And this was just a good scene to kind of cap that. Definitely. I agree. So the last, the last sequence here is really good. Cause it's, it's got that outro narration thing going where we get a lot of quick stuff layered yep. in there with like a little bit of like talking here combined with like quick visuals of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and basically Damon and Rainier are watching the, uh, I'll call them Team Hightower, sail away back to King's Landing with their three dragons. Um, right. I think both of them realize how much of a sad loss that is, and they need to really kind of up their game. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So they kind of, they plot, mostly Rhaenyra plots, the kind of like their newfound position that they can take on. Um, and she's like, uncle, oddly, chose the word. She's, she starts, uncle, I need you. <laughs> yeah um 
and that they should bind their blood in the ways that Aegon the Conqueror did with his sisters. Yeah. And that sets up their this wedding sequence, very small ceremony, really, of yeah, them just, just the kids. Yeah. Very bloody binding of like just blood. I think they're drinking their blood, that blood from their wrists, maybe. Um, I don't know, but it, it looked very Targaryen. And I also like that it looked old because they're wearing these like old almost like ceremonial tribal robes it was yeah. very cool yeah definitely definitely really cool i like seeing they're intermingling their blood i think that's a really cool thing that they do uh yeah the, this whole scene is great man and i was like cheering it on even though you know i know this is bad for my personal side <laughs> that this is happening it, it's still you know i i wanted to see more of these characters now we're definitely going to get more of these two together and i think it's great yeah and it's i can a totally great see power move by rhaenyra as well yeah and i can totally see Aegon the conqueror being like you know what we're gonna we're gonna have this cool ceremony yeah when, like targaryens get married to each other um, right <laughs> and we're just gonna just make sure the blood is definitely all the same right um, <laughs> so they get married um and He's like, eh, Lenor would have to be dead. She's like, I know. And this is where they kind of like switch and bait us. And they're like, they set up this plot where Rogue Damon is meeting with Qual, Quar, Qual, Ser Qual. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> boy toy. Right. Knight, um, meets him down by the docks in his rogue outfit that he likes to wear when he's being sneaky. Damon. Yep. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah. I'm trying to think of his RPG class, he's definitely like a rogue. He's a rogue, yeah, for sure. Rogue, but yep. like can wield a sword, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dual class. <laughs> um, rogue dragon knight rider. Um, there you go, got it, nailed who it. Knows. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a knight when he's he's a he's a knight when he's mounted, but then when he's has no horse or no uh dragon, he is he's rogue, he's yeah, a rogue. Roguing it up. So, yeah, he pays Sir Qual to presumably murder um Lenor in a plot here which is odd as the viewer because you're like he wouldn't do that like right he's in love with him and then yep. we get this scene of um rogue Damon like assassinating a guard on, on the way into the main throne room and then we get Lenor and his lover what doesn't make sense narratively like they have this weird spat of like you always look down upon me you're out of place and then they sword fight yeah um, yeah so so i think it actually does make sense narratively because they are acting in the scene because yes. there is a guy in the room with them no yeah witness. that's what i mean so yeah i think that uh yeah i think it's overacted for sure right like i for I'm us surprised. yeah like yeah I'm surprised I didn't pick up on it until after. Like, it was a little overacted. If you go back and watch it, you can tell mm -hmm. that they're both acting, right? Even though they yeah. are acting in the show. I mean, they're acting within they're double the, acting. the meta, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I yeah, I thought this was really well done, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. they, they tricked me pretty good. Uh, yeah. Up until that last scene there. I, I thought for sure that he killed him and he fell into the fire you know <laughs> like, yep, off camera right um, we just get a burned body yeah uh, but then we get a, a shave lane or just kind of making a run down the beach and yep. um off they go sail away to essos to just live a new life um yeah. and that's where we kind of get the dialogue of like you know this is damon actually which i like the trade-off here so like renair has this proposition for how we just have to do this and he's like if you want to do this, we got to do it a certain way. And 
in my experience, this is how we're going to do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of lays out this, this plan, um, which yeah. is really cool. And he's kind of like doing this narration of it and we kind of see it unfolding in one stance, but then we get the, the capper where it's like, okay, all that was kind of like faked out. Yeah. But the cool thing was where she's like, ah, yes, this is a good plan. She's like, and only we would know it and our enemies wouldn't know, um, like, what our limits are in terms of what right. we're willing to do. So like we're coming off as like really bad people. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely. Yeah, and we're right. not as bad as we actually aren't. Right. Yeah. Which is the weird thing. Um, yeah. But there is that bit in there where she's like, I'm not going to be a tyrant, but then Damon's kind of being like true. Uh, tyrants are a hundred percent tyrant. You're going to be, um, you're going to be, you're going to rule fear or yeah. Tyrants rule with nothing but fear. You're going to rule with fear, love and respect. So yeah. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be a good queen. Yeah, definitely. uh, Yeah, definitely love this. I love that. I'm curious to see if he's, uh, Lanor is going to pop up later down the road. You know, this, this seems like uh, maybe season four, three, four. We don't know how many seasons we're going to get the show, but later seasons he rolls back in. Um, but yeah, definitely cool. He looks totally different. Like he's not going to be recognized. And uh, we have yet another dragon without a rider that yeah. I think you called out probably Damon's daughter is going to uh, swing in. It makes sense. Yeah. Right. He's going to her uncle's dragon. If, if he was, if he was like a, a good dad, he would be like, sorry, you didn't get Vagar. You can have Leonor's dragon. He's conveniently dead. So yeah, yeah, um, he's conveniently dead. Now, does the dragon is the dragon fooled? I don't think the dragon would be fooled, but maybe they are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the bonding works. I don't know dis what distance does to the bonding. You know, yeah, if he's right. like so far away, that you know they lose the the link, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, so. That wraps the episode, and that it was just such a good episode. And there's so many cool elements that they're executing, whether it was the like the whole beginning scene of like the funeral and all that awkwardness to the at night scenes where we get a lot of those elements playing out. The dragon, um, then obviously the pivotal like who did it, why did you do it kind of scene. Um, and then we get these like cap off scenes at the end. and really there's this like kind of like four sequences in this whole episode um yeah but it's like so little kind of really happens but so much does happen because everyone is together um and i wonder like you said about lanor like if we're gonna see him again this is like one of the kind of first threads that are like is tossed out there like oh we're never gonna see him again like we're not supposed to but in Game of Thrones, like those would pop back up later on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So there's no way that he doesn't at some point. It just depends when and it depends what side he's going to land on when he gets and when he gets no back. No way he doesn't like just side with Rhaenyra. Like, yeah, I think 100%. And it really at the, you know, I took the scene initially as they went there to murder him but the boyfriend was like here we're gonna pretend Mm. that but it didn't click until later that damon killed the dude that they threw in the fire so they're all in on it right like they all know nobody nobody was i see i can think that yeah it was all a group 
group effort here. It wasn't right. just the boyfriend being like, let's just run away together. I think they all knew that this is how this is going to pan out. Because Damon helps him get into the throne room. Yeah. Um, And then also Kills the body that they end up burning later. So and it, and it stacks up with the dialogue with Rainier and Damon about like, you know, he's Damon even says he's like they played off like do him this favor of like freeing him and letting him go. That kind of could sound like death. But Damon is really just saying, like, let the dude like get lost, because that is what he told his wife, Lena. It's like, we can just stay here forever. Yeah. not have anything to do with this crap. So this is the life that Damon was considering having. Right. And then said he was like, Rhaenyra, like, just give that to him and like he will be in your debt. And it's a wonderful life to live. I tried to, but uh, yeah, it out for me, right? Yeah, and I like that because it it does seem off character for Damon to to come up with something like that. It seems like the easier thing is just murder this dude, but he's a he doesn't. Softer these days, yes, yeah, he, he is. Or he he's he's more thoughtful, really. Yeah, than it is. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put it. Because whereas you know he you know he was kind of sleazy earlier on, bringing Rhaenyra down into the trenches there. Um, yeah, and maybe he would have just been like, let's just kill him. And this time he's like, you love him, I get it, like that's great, and like let's do him a favor. Yeah, um, and that's a, I mean that's a better way to do it, really, from a strategic standpoint, because mm-hmm. then you'd still have a wild card out there somewhere that's going to be on your side. You know what I mean? If you yeah, they couldn't trust that you know sir qual or whatever to yeah like keep that under wraps no way yeah that dude there would have be been a lot of murdering going on yeah yeah been a lot of murder because you would have had to kill that dude too it's just a spiral spiral effect but i do like that it's it's showing that these two sides of this war are very different alicent even though she wasn't really in on it murdered the strongs right and these guys did not. They they shipped this guy away to to live in Essos with his boyfriend. So I do enjoy that. And you would think it'd be the other way around. You know what I mean? You would think the Targaryens, Damon and Rhaenyra, would be the ones very apt to murder versus Alicent's side. But yeah, because it's definitely being set up to where, um, for appearances, the High Towers are the put together proper ones that would do no wrong, and the Targaryens are the wild ones that would just right. do anything. Where it's like. Behind the scenes, though, they're the opposite. And yeah. even their dialogue, Rhaenyra and Damon, kind of leans into that where it's like everyone's going to basically think the worst of us yeah. for what we're about to do. Because um, it looks pretty bad because Laenor just got killed by his lover conveniently, and then we get to get be married. Right. Which is super convenient. Um, yeah. <laughs> and looks really, really bad. Yeah, um, right, right, yeah. Meanwhile, the High Towers. Aemon lost an eye like that doesn't look good even though he has a dragon the story on the street is like oh kid cut him and he lost yeah. an eye and yep. king didn't do anything about it like this stuff's crazy right like the play <laughs> like maybe we get another play scene where um yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> abstraction of what's going on right but yeah great episode what do you think happens in the next i almost thought about watching the preview for the next so, episode but i was like no i won't yeah, so I actually did watch the preview for the next oh, episode. Which I thought is the it. first one is the first one that I've watched since probably episode two, maybe. And they don't show a whole hell of a lot of anything in the preview. So that makes me think that shit's going to pop off pretty big in this episode. They don't want to show any of it. it. Literally, I don't remember how short 
the other ones were, but this one is very freaking short, bro. Okay. Like it's like a couple seconds, maybe at most. So, so yeah, then, I think I think they're hiding something in this episode. So we'll see. Well, then that makes sense to why they were so show and tell in the earlier episodes. Because I think they're just trying to just say, hey, FYI, this is what happens. We're just going to show you it for context yeah. reasons. It's not really like spoil. It's not like critical to apply, even though we felt that way because we're a little yeah. bit more invested. But yeah. that makes sense that they're slowly kind of dialing that back as we get in more into the mystery of like, like a lot of things that we know happen have happened like Damon and Rhaenyra together Aemon lost his eye got a dragon um yeah. the king is like slowly dying um there is a sharp divide now so a lot of the things right. that are like Ooh, we don't know are gonna happen have happened right and I think that a lot of the stuff like even in the earlier tra- trailers like there's there's a lot of stuff that I misread entirely and one of them was the scene here where the funeral scene at the beginning I thought was gonna be for the king this entire mm-hmm. time through all the trailers so, yeah, it, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that I, I don't want to predict the king dying again because this dude just won't <laughs> fucking die. Like, this is like the fourth episode I've said that he's going to die. So I, I, I'm firmly landing on that's going to be an end of the season thing at this point because it like. He's just not he's just not moving, man. He's not he's not going down that hill. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where we go from here, to be honest. What do you think? Yeah, he's definitely going to have to make it to the end. And I even want to say a very apparent infighting is going to pop off while he's still alive. Yeah. Um, and he's just yeah. going to be beside himself and sad. Like right. It's, um, yeah, it's just he's basically the way sad, his life goes. Yeah. Sad grandpa is basically right. the role he's going <laughs> to yeah. take. Disappointed sad grandpa. Yeah. Um, sorry, yep. grandpa. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be him. You know, and at, at this point, too, we're going to have to see some more kind of like map movement where we're like king's landing it's got three dragons they're squared right. up we have driftmark and dragonstone but also what they have not touched on yet is the whole fact that damon still murdered his prior wife oh and yeah, yeah, yeah technically yeah. is lord of um the uh the reach right or the veil um, the veil, the veil. Yeah, yeah so they haven't capitalized on that whole thing that they made a point to show yeah they showed right um, yeah. they showed they even like introduced his wife it's even like she got murdered off screen like it was a really cool cold opening murders his wife yeah um so it's like in that whole episode like claiming yeah they mentioned it right they mentioned it multiple times so they haven't mentioned it for like two or three episodes so that's gonna have to come into play in terms of like when the war starts yeah so um the stepstones is still kind of lingering out there um that has to be dealt with to some degree, but it sounds like there's already some fighting going on there, yeah, unless they're yeah. referencing like their adventures there from a while ago. Because Damon was like, I heard about your to Sir Qual or whatever that you're your, fighting. I heard, I've heard of your stones, fighting yeah. in the Stepstones, but it's like so there's fighting in the Stepstones that Damon wasn't there for. Right, um, right. That's how I took that too. Yeah, I think that we definitely need to because we now have our players firmly in their positions. We have Damon Rainier and now it's going to start. We need to start getting land, that kind of stuff. So I think we are going to start touching on that stuff. Not many uh, more totally family forgot. events. I see in the future, like not yeah, too many more family so. gatherings. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It seems like done. Viserys, like he needs to get the point at this point. Like everything that he puts together just turns to shit. 
So as as the king trying to keep the peace, let's just not do anything. You know, let's just let's just separate these people and keep them away from each other. Yep. He's stop trying. <laughs> right. Everyone although, come although, back to King's Landing and let's all have a good time. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the the blacks and the greens, I think, come from their colors of their dresses at some tournament. So maybe we're going to get another tournament here coming up because that has not happened yet to my knowledge. So definitely excited. And we have three episodes left. Yeah. Three. We're getting nine, 10 there. Yeah. So I definitely like that. They're making very good use of the actors and characters in this season and that it's going to comfortably roll into season two and makes me feel really good about, about a season two and how they're going to be able to at least play this out for three seasons. I'd like yeah, to guess. I, yeah, I agree. Three I to like, five, no yeah. more than five, no more than five. Yeah. I would think, I would think maybe four is, is the balancing point here, but it, you know, it depends. There's like the lane or dying in this or not dying and being shipped away. That's not in the books. He, he dies in the books and it's written as a history. So there's a lot of wiggle room there. You know what I mean? It's just written that he died in an died. accident. He did die historically. Yeah. Like as historically, far as this world did, is right. con- concerned, he's dead. Yeah. So there's a lot they can, sp- you know, we've talked about it in previous scenes that have been different from the books where they took something very small in the books and, and spun it into a bigger storyline. So they could really drag this out. And I think it See, depends that- on the popularity of the show. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's um, up there. So, um, that's a good point about, and this is how I always feel too about, cause it's kind of like, you know, book gatekeepers versus like people who let it flex a little bit, especially when it's written like a history. This is where it's yeah. fun because technically saying even Lena, um, Damon's prior wife dying in childbirth, according to the histories, that's technically not false. Like she right. did die in childbirth. Did the histories note that she walked out side of the the castle and just asked yeah. the dragon to burn her alive? They don't really include that detail because that's just way too much detail. It's just like right. she died during childbirth. Like, what more right. do you want? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely think we we could easily get four seasons, maybe five. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited moving forward. I'm excited with the new actresses as well. I would like to maybe see the younger ones come back for a flashback of some point. Uh, moving forward but i don't know if we'll get that i thought they were great i think everybody yeah. thought they were great so maybe the current ones will. are great too i think they are that's too the yeah tough part that's just yeah, like i have is. no want to go back to the other ones because it doesn't I don't make either. sense in yeah. the setting anymore because even yeah. looking at rainier right here like she's just doing an awesome job being right. this older tougher both of them um, yeah, and it's weird for me to say that because I didn't think it was going to go that way. Like, I didn't think I was going to like these new actresses because I like the original one so much. But I, I do, I, I like them a lot. Yeah, and the way the way they jump, the way they're jumping through time, like it would not look right for Aegon the Second to be the son, like seventeen year old son or whatever of Alicent, and then right here because like yeah. Yeah, yeah. just way too close so absolutely yeah they had to level them up to be more in the realm of like damon now like that's why it also it probably does not hurt anyone's eyes to see rainier and damon be together because they are both old or like yeah clearly yeah. in their 30s 40s like it makes sense it looks right. like it looks like two people who um lost or got divorced from their other spouse and then 
boom, they're getting together later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Children in tow already. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, for sure it's going to, it's going to be far less drawing because I think we are going to get another time jump here. I know we are getting another time jump. So yeah, you have to have those older actresses in there because these kids are going to propel probably to their twenties here coming up. So yeah, it it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's all the thoughts I have on this episode. That's all I got. And there's just psychopath Laris out there. Doing right. <laughs> plotting psychopath just ideas. Just gimping around. Just gimping around. Who he like, can kill. Wiping his nose with his tissue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that guy, that guy's up to something all the time. Every time, yeah. Cool. Well, that's all I have. That's all Chad has. Thank you for tuning in tonight and whenever you're listening to this um we'll be back monday for episode eight because it's every week can't can't miss step here because hbo is not going to cancel on us one of these sundays i sure hope not right um, that would be <laughs> yeah. devastating yeah uh tune in this thursday at 9 p.m for our kickoff of spooktober here on showboys podcast uh we'll be diving into um what is it called? Analog horror. Analog horror. Mike analog horror. Cause Mike loves that stuff. And our, our guest will is also newly diving into that. So we will touch back on analog horror, both the goodies, the oldies, and then some new stuff that has come out since the last time we covered on that topic. And we will be reviewing bone Tomahawk as our first horror movie. Um, basically a, a late period Western that about cannibals and things like that so it'll be interesting well interesting yeah. to see um did not do well in the box office so we shall see what if i saw actually, I we should it see it pretty good yeah it looks good so it might be just one of those things that like i could see it not landing well like at the box office it's yeah, just like yeah, awkward, yeah awkward thing so yeah it's tune in thursday um we'll be going over that and yeah subscribe on youtube check us out we're doing all kinds of stuff these days as we yes. uh, continue to roll and roll. And Chad, you started what? A, yeah, a scary so, game? Yeah, I started streaming Ghostwire Tokyo, fitting into my little Japanese thing I got going on here. Horror game with all Japanese stuff. Like it, it was a no brainer. And it was on sale and I wanted to play it. So I was like, I need a game to stream during this because I can't just sit there and play the Steam Deck all day. So. Just wait till the Aria spinoff comes out and they're in like the Jade Coast and that's oh, dude, all Japanese I'm so, theme. Dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> and with that, check out this banger outro music made by Death Cap, who will be our guest on Thursday. Peace out. <laughs>